0: Welcome to episode 266 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thank you so much for joining me. I've got a good one for you today. It's going to be a quickie but goodie, talking about cookies. This is something that's come up multiple times over the past weeks inside Thrive Academy for physicians about that sense of feeling out of control around the cookies during the holiday season. There's something... I don't know what it is. Well, I do know where I'm going to share my thoughts about it. But, you know, the cookies are something else. And there's something kind of unique to the holiday season in that they're everywhere. And there's so many different ones. And it can really trigger a lot of overeating. But more importantly, it can trigger a sense of feeling really out of control around the cookies. And then you spend your holiday season fearing the cookies, worrying when the cookies are going to pop up and surprise you and ruin all of your hard work. And what I want to do in this podcast episode is really share with you some tools so you actually take back the control. So you don't have to fear the cookies, you can eat the cookies, but it can be your choice. It's not that you're forced to eat the cookies because the cookies exist. That's what we want to work towards is that feeling of there's cookies. And I can choose to eat them or I can choose to not eat them depending on how I feel on a particular day and what I'm focusing on. It's a much more comfortable approach than the like, oh, I hope I don't encounter cookies. And if I encounter cookies, I have no hope but to eat them. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm, I'm going to keep it kind of short today because I am heading out. It's kind of a nice day. I'm already in my running gear. I'm going to head out to the trails with the dogs to try to burn some puppy energy off <laughs> before I have to leave the house and go run errands. And so I want to get out there and enjoy the day. Uh, so let's talk about why cookies over the holidays seem so irresistible. Now, FYI, this uh, we're talking about holiday cookies here. But honestly, what I'm going to talk about, you can apply this to any any type of food that you feel controls you. So use it right now for cookies if you struggle with that. But if there's other things in your life, use it and um, think about these tools for those other foods as well, because they'll work. They are not just December tools. (laughs) So what makes a cookie so irresistible? Why is it that we um, struggle with them so much? And number one, it's proximity. So it's just a time of year where they're literally everywhere. Like they end up in your office. People bring in cookies. They're at home. Your mom or other family members bake them and bring them to you. They're gifted. Uh, When you go to a friend's house, you might be offered cookies. There's the tradition of baking around the holiday season is a big one. So they end up being everywhere. And so just proximity, if you're used to controlling your eating, by controlling your environment, meaning you avoid having things like cookies around you, the proximity of having all these holiday cookies suddenly pop up in December can be really challenging. And I think this is a really good example of why we can't just manage our eating by being like, okay, I just can't have that food near me. That can be a good initial first step. But then we have to build the skills of how can we be around that food, be comfortable, relaxed, not exerting all this effort and willpower, and still choose not to eat it sometimes. That's a super, super important skill that diets just don't teach. And it takes practice and you have to learn all the different things about what influences our eating and why is it that I feel pulled to certain foods and how can I manage that in different ways so that I design my experience around these foods. But just depending on them not being there has you running into issues like during the holiday season when they pop up everywhere and you don't have control over that. So proximity is one scarcity is another I talked about that last week, scarcity around holiday foods is a big driver of overeating, because we have all these thoughts that these aren't available other times, I can't have these cookies other times, you know, the fancy iced ones or whatever your favorite one is, uh, there's a good chance you're thinking, this isn't available to me, this is my only chance to have these cookies and they're good. That type of thinking, again, drives eating, because if it truly is your only chance, and it's delicious, and you really like it, of course, you're going to eat it. And not only are you going to eat it, but you're probably going to try and get as much in as you possibly can, uh, because you have to go a whole year before you get more. So we need to work on dismantling scarcity around food, um, so that you can feel calmer around the food. When you're feeling scarce about a food, it's pretty hard to also feel calm around it. Uh, habit it's overeating and giving up on the in the holiday season is a habit. We've been taught to do it. We've done it so many years, that it feels like it just is the way it needs to go. And if you're not consciously thinking about it, and intentionally looking at these things, you may find yourself just slipping into the habit loop of I don't focus on my eating over the holidays. Um, I just, you know, eat whatever I want. And then come back in January. Now, if that's what you want to do, of course, you're welcome to do that. If that's how you want to enjoy your holidays, it's your choice. And there's no right or wrong in any of this. I think that's very important. Where we run into issues is if we're in that habit of giving up over the holidays, eating everything, but then also beating ourselves up. Um, Being kind of mean to ourselves in January when we've gained some weight and we then have to work on taking off or we decide we need to work on taking off, that's not okay. So, if you want to eat everything, eat all the cookies, go at it, but really enjoy it. Give yourself permission to savor them, really enjoy it. And don't then also beat yourself up. It's not fair to you to say, Yeah, I'm going to eat everything. I'm not going to worry about my eating. And I'm also going to be like super mean to myself. When I do that, even though I gave myself permission, that's not that doesn't work. It's either we work on choosing different options and work on doing it from a very positive place, or we say, "Yeah, I'm going to really enjoy this, and I'm also not going to beat myself up. I'm giving myself permission. There's nothing wrong with this. I, as an adult, am allowed to eat whatever I want." We're going to talk about that a little bit more coming up, um, and then just enjoy the cookies. So. Don't stay stuck in the habit of letting go, eating all the things, and then also beating yourself up and feeling like it has a really negative impact on you afterwards. That's not the habit we want to be in. Um, the last one kind of ties into that is disempowerment. We've been taught, like if you think of how holiday eating is discussed throughout media, throughout social media, uh, with friends, with friends. There is a lot of disempowering um, ways of thinking about it, of that we have no choice. (laughs) Your only option is to gain weight over the holidays. Your only option is to eat a bunch of stuff um, that doesn't feel good in your body. And I think anytime we're thinking about food and eating and weight in a disempowering way, it really does us a disservice because that's when we end up in that situation where it feels like the cookies have the power instead of us. And we fear food showing up. And that's not how it should be. We should be able to be excited to see food show up, but then still decide whether or not we're going to eat it from a very comfortable, relaxed place. And again, if if that feels like a stretch for you, it's okay. That does take practice. Um, it's what we work on. It's like why Thrive Academy for Physician exists because I needed to figure out how to do that, how to live in a body that holds weight really easily with a brain that really likes to eat while also managing my weight, feeling healthy and feeling comfortable around food. That's why I ended up creating Thrive Academy for Physicians. And so if this stuff feels like a stretch, if you feel like, oh, this is something I really need to help with then head over to starttothrive.ca and learn more about Thrive Academy for Physicians. You need to be a physician and MD or DO to join. um, But go read about it. Come join us, submit an application. Because this is what we do. So you don't want to be disempowered. Disempowerment never works. It's not good for us in any area of our life, particularly around food. And it's a big reason why food feels so difficult and so uniquely challenging compared to other areas of our life. All right, let's talk about what do you do about the cookies. So we've talked about why do they seem to be so alluring and so challenging, but what do you do about them? How do you feel in control? And like I said, not just feeling in control in that you're like, I'm putting energy in to control myself around cookies. You want to feel in control where you're like, you know what? I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. There's cookies there. I may or may not eat them. I get to choose. That's really what we're going for. People can eat the cookies around you, but it doesn't have to influence your choice. That's the kind of feeling that most people want to have around foods like this. And that's what um, these tools, if you practice them, will help you get there. So first one is empowered eating approach. And this is what I teach inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. And you've probably heard me talk about it on the podcast if you've listened to other episodes. But basically, it's a concept of I am an adult and I get to eat whatever I want. And anytime we tell ourselves anything other than that, it's essentially a lie. Because really, I am an adult, I can make as many cookies as I want. I can also go to bakeries, go to crafts, festivals or craft markets on the weekends, buy other people's baking. I can like the amount of cookies that are available to me right now are truly limitless. However, there are reasons why I don't eat all those cookies. And this is the trick. So when we're talking about empowered approach to eating, it's acknowledging I could totally eat that. Yes, I can have some of those cookies because I get to choose what I eat. I'm an adult. But then on the other hand, why might I not want to eat the cookies? So when we think about something like cookies, we want to eat them because they look good. We want to eat them because there's a bit of a dopamine hit when we eat them. We want to eat them because they probably have memories of previous cookies that we've eaten. But there are reasons why we're not eating all the cookies. Even if you feel you're totally out of control around cookies, I would argue If you think about my example that I just gave, you probably are not eating all the cookies that you potentially could eat. There is a reason why you are not eating all the cookies you potentially could eat. Those are the reasons we need to look for when we're making food decisions. So for me, I totally could eat the cookies. I choose not to because physically I don't feel good if I've been eating sugar and carbohydrates. I get headaches, I feel bloated the next day, I just don't feel my best, I get more tired, I don't have as good of energy. These are my personal reasons that I use when I'm making that decision. I'm like, yeah, I could totally have that cookie. But you know, do I want to risk having a headache tomorrow? Uh, Maybe not. Like, do I want to feel a little sluggish tomorrow? No, I think I, I prefer to focus on keeping energy going. So you want to acknowledge both yes, I could. And you can think about like, what would that look like? What would it look like in the moment? What would it look like in an hour, two hours tomorrow? And then you can look at, but on the other hand, why might I not want to? Is it because I, you know, won't physically feel good? Is it because they probably aren't as good as what I think they're going to be? Is it because I really want to stay focused on my goals and they really matter to me. Um, Really work on what are the thoughts that resonate for you. Now, when you're coming up with reasons why not to eat the cookies, you want to avoid ones that feel restrictive. Like, yeah, I could eat the cookies, but man, they have too many calories. (laughs) That probably is not going to be an effective tool um, because it just puts you into that diet mentality. And at some point you're not going to care about the calories. I could eat the cookies, but I really shouldn't because they're not good for me. Like you'll notice, even though I eat low carb, my reasons aren't, I could eat those cookies, but man, there's way too many carbs in them. That's not how I speak to myself because myself in a stressed out state, if I'm like, oh, there's so many carbs, I'm like, fuck the carbs, <laughs> i mean, eating the cookies. But if I talk to myself and I say, yeah, I could eat those cookies, but you know what? I might feel a little headache later today, or I might feel not that great tomorrow. Um, That, even when I'm stressed out, has a bigger impact on me. I'm more likely to listen to that. The other piece, I think that when I'm talking to myself about my eating that works well is just saying, yeah, you know what, I've been like working on I like to, one thing that's really helpful for me, and I'm sharing this in case it's helpful for you, is the concept of creating energy. Um, For years, I would sit around waiting to get energy. And then I realized, you know what, energy doesn't happen. I create it. I create it by going to bed on time. I create it by eating lower carb. I create it by getting regular exercise. And so if I've been working on eating lower carb consistently and working on creating energy, That's sometimes the conversation I have is I could totally have that, but I've been working on creating some energy and that's going to get in the way. Those arguments are more effective. If we can change the argument and take it away from just diet based and calories and what it's going to do to the scale, it'll work better. And the reality is this, our brains don't care about a scale number. We think the scale number matters because of what we think our life will be like when we hit that scale number. So our brains care about what our life, what we want our life to look like. Like I don't, if I argue with myself, oh, you might gain weight if you eat that. I'm like, on, depending on the day, most days I'd be like, oh, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to eat it. But if I say to myself, you know what? You've been feeling really good these days and I want to f- have energy tomorrow. I want to wake up with energy and not feel like I need a nap that I care about. Because ultimately, when I'm focused on managing my weight, it's because I want to have most of my days where I feel good, I feel energetic, I can engage in the things I want to do, I can get stuff done. That's why I care about my weight. Um, And so change the conversation is what I'm saying. Watch where your brain wants to just kind of stick with a very narrow diet conversation and notice, does it actually work for you? my guess is it's probably not going to be as effective as if we can change it to what is it that you actually are wanting to create by working on your weight and your eating? What is it that you dream of? And can we tie these food choices to getting you closer to that in the conversations you have with yourself around food? Okay, big, big topic. Like I said, that's a really brief overview, but man, it's powerful when you can change how you talk to yourself about your food choices. And again, if you're a physician and you're like, Oof, that sounds good. I want to learn how to change how I'm relating to all these foods. Come join us inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. That's why it was designed. That's why I made it. Okay, number two is abundance. We talked about scarcity driving overeating. We want to switch to abundance. So like I was talking about in the last point, You have an infinite number of cookies available to you at this very moment. If getting, I was going to say hoarding a whole lot of cookies was really important to you right now, you could do it. Notice how if we can change that conversation, be like, there's so many cookies. These ones sitting in front of me at the, uh, you know, on the counter in the staff room are not my only cookie options. Man, there's so many other ones I could access if I really wanted. It changes your feeling around those cookies that are sitting in front of you. Now, what's really interesting is you can have abundance, even when you're saying no to a food. And I find that I'm, what I was talking about is the, the empowering way of eating helps me maintain that. Um, I feel abundant by telling myself, yeah, I could totally have those. So the, the place where I kind of developed this conversation <laughs> base the most is when my daughters do baking, which they often do. And telling myself, like seeing the baking around, and if I was like, oh, that has got carbs in it, I can't eat that. That's very restrictive. It would feel a bit more scarce and it just would feel icky and I'd be more likely to eat it. When I can start the conversation with, I could totally eat that. I can have some of those cupcakes. One of my daughters made peanut butter brownies on the other night. I could totally have some peanut butter brownies. That starts the conversation with abundance. Notice how different it is than starting a conversation with restriction. That's why the first part of that is that acknowledgement that, yeah, I could totally do that. So, when we're thinking about cookies, I could totally eat so many cookies if I really wanted to. I could have cookies available to me at any time of the day if that's what I wanted. But again, why might I not want to? Or, you know, you can think about this, sometimes abundance, often it's how you think about it. But also, having things around sometimes can feel more abundant. Um, having conversations with yourself about um, kind of how you want to manage things can feel abundant. So I'm thinking of an example that we talked about inside a coaching call recently, where it, it was this topic about the cookies and we talked about, okay, what would you like, what is a cookie you really love? And then, you know, what would it be like to just include that cookie on a regular basis? So when I'm doing food planning, food journaling, again, bringing abundance into it often helps feel more in control. So we don't, we've one cookie becomes 10 cookies because we're like, I can't have this cookie. This is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. If we're like, you know what, through the holiday season, if I want my favorite cookie, I can have, I'm going to have one every day. It's going to be on my food plan that I will have one of those cookies every single day. Chances are one cookie a day is not going to like totally mess with your, um, your weight loss plans. But also what's interesting when you do this is that abundance, you know what, I could totally have it. It's on my plan. It takes away the scarcity. So if there's a day where you're like, oh, do I really want this cookie today? You're like, I could have one tomorrow. It's all my plan. There is no shortage of this cookie. It makes it easier to be like, you know what? Right now, I don't think I need it. I'll I'll decide if I want it tomorrow, but I don't really think I need it today. Now, I know that this is a concept that could really (laughs) maybe make you uncomfortable uh, when you're really used to like, restriction and willpower and controlling your food and if you have a belief that if I have one cookie it becomes more but the reality is one of the biggest reasons why one cookie becomes more is because we tell ourselves we can't have more we're like this is my only opportunity I've blown it already let's go let's really get in and enjoy it if we're like yeah I'm gonna have a cookie but I'm gonna have a cookie every day if that's what I want one cookie doesn't have to be the slide because you're like there's cookies tomorrow the next day the next day the next day they're on my list they're not bad they're not forbidden they're not scarce there is an abundance of cookies on my plan so play with this a little bit again i know that that, that tool can feel uncomfortable initially um but man it it changes stuff i don't always food journal um but when i do i food journal in an abundant way so i plan my food with more on my plan than what I probably will eat, because then my the f- journal doesn't feel restrictive. It's not this thing where I'm like, "Oh, I got a food journal, and I'm that means I'm not allowed to eat all this stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, I've got a plan, and it's got some really good stuff on it. And if I want a bit of a treat in the evening, I've planned something for that." Um, it feels very different, and ultimately. I often don't end at eating most of what's on my plan because it takes you out of that scarcity restriction puts you into abundance. You don't need to because tomorrow's plan could look the same. If I don't eat the extras today, I can put them on tomorrow. It's a different way of thinking about your food. Anytime you can bring abundance in, especially, especially if you struggle with binge eating, if you can bring abundance in, you're stepping out of that binge restrict cycle and it's going to help you feel more in control. Okay. Number three, would having satisfying alternatives around. We talked about this a little bit last week, but it's not either you have nothing or you have the thing that doesn't support your weight loss. When it comes to cookies, there's lots of recipes of alternatives. Again, I'm going to use low carb examples just because that's how I choose to eat, but I just make low carb choices that are good. So they're not crappy. They're not like a less than they're like, good. Like on the weekend, I made a low carb lemon bar from um, All Day I Dream About Food, uh, her blog, which is her baking recipes are usually really good. Um, And it was delicious. And if you put it on a plate, next to a bunch of regular baked goods, I don't think the average person would know that it was low carb. Um, And so having those is really satisfying. I'm going to make some more this week because that batch disappeared. We had friends over and the the kids even got into that. I'm going to make some more this week so that I've got them over the holidays. So figuring out for you what some satisfying alternatives are. If there's a particular cookie that you're like, I love this cookie. I dream about it all, all Christmas or holidays, depending on what you celebrate, then think, okay, what, Are there recipes that would be a healthier alternative? Now, having a a healthier alternative doesn't mean you don't get the real thing, but it means when you're having a decision of what do I want, if I want that cookie, you get to have a discussion of like, okay, is this a moment where I want the full meal deal? Or is this a moment where I'm looking for that flavor or that texture and I could do it in a healthier way and really enjoy it? Or is this a moment where I'm like, you know what, I I think I'm good. I don't feel like I need it. Again, notice how I'm talking about these food choices. These are not high stakes food choices. The more options you give yourself where it's not just you're going all in or you're hanging on for willpower, you're giving yourself all these different choices. It starts to make it easier for you to have just really relaxed conversations with yourself around food. Okay. Okay. I hope that that was really helpful. Really, you know, when it comes to holiday cookies, you can be in control. It's just doing it the same way you've always done it probably isn't going to be the answer. That's probably not going to be how you are in control. So play with this stuff. Change the conversation. Change how you think about these foods. Trust and believe in yourself that you can do it differently this year. And you can do it differently where it feels really good where you can still really enjoy your holidays and also stay focused on your goals. All right. Now, if you want some holiday pep talks to help yourself stay focused with little tips and tools that you can put into action right away, head over to Instagram or Facebook and DM me at Dr. Siobhan Key. That's D-R-S-I-O-B-H-A-N-K-E-Y. DM me the word pep talk. That'll get you signed up to get the pep talk emails that I've been sending out a few times a week. And we'll continue to send out over the holiday season. Each one is a short video with me giving you just a really helpful tip. And you know what? The members inside Thrive Academy have been telling me that even for them, these are really helpful. So, you know, if you haven't, if you've been thinking about Thrive Academy or you just want more of my support, this is a fantastic way to get it. So head over Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Siobhan Key. DM me the word pep talk. uh, And I would do it now so that you don't miss out on any. All right, have a fantastic day, guys. We'll talk to you later.